Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for November 30th, 2022. Today's word. So it's a word for today. Guess what? Tomorrow, we'll have another one. We seek God every day on this podcast. God gives us a word. I share the word with you, and I pray that you receive it and apply it to your daily living. I mean, this is today. it's like a Bible study, but every morning, tailor-made just for you. And I'm giving you the word of God in a way that you can digest and process and understand and apply it to your daily living. It's all about Bible application. It's all about your learning turning into living. It's all about turning the corner from information to application. I don't want you to just be like, oh, this is good information. No, I want you to walk it out. Say, I walk it out. I want you to apply it to your daily life. I want you to, to, to have Bible application to the point where you are becoming more and more like Jesus on a daily basis. That's our goal. You got it? Say this, say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. You got to be able to walk over to the mirror and say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. You ready? All right. So this is Pursuing Grace-Based Success, Part 46. The title of today's message is Resting in in God is a Major Key to Your Success, Part 2. Resting in God is a Major Key to Your Success, Part 2. So what happened was, um, I've been teaching this series, and I got to Hebrews chapter 4. I walked you through Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, about entering into God's rest. Yesterday, what I did was I kind of gave you like a recap of entering into God's rest, and I gave you like nine things, boom, 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 uh, on how resting in God is a major key to your success, and I told you that I will continue to flow in that same vein today. So today, I'm going to come back, I believe I have, let me see, eight things for you this morning. So yesterday, I gave you nine, boom, 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 boom. Today, I'm going to give you eight, boom, boom, boom. And as you're applying these things to your life, you are becoming more and more like God. And more importantly, all of this anxiety and fear and stress and has no power over you. Say, say fear has no power over me. Say stress has no power over me. Why? Because I enter into God's rest. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Before I do, let me just say this. I was talking to one of you uh, yesterday, and uh, one of you shared with me uh, a a statement that I made. I actually make this statement a lot. I've said it many times, especially when teaching on entering into God's rest from Hebrews chapter 4, that I learned this years ago from Hebrews chapter 4, that you can can work while God God is resting, or you can learn how to rest so God can work. And so God is not going to compete with you. If you're going to do all the work, if you're going to basically put your hands on everything, if you're going to try to make everything happen on your own, if you're going to try to create your own destiny, then God will rest while you're working and he'll wait till you get tired and frustrated and disillusioned and like call out to him. And then you'll learn how to rest so he can work in your life and he will give you the words and he will perform the work. I learned that lesson a long time ago. I hope that you learn it as well. All right. So foundational scriptures for today, Ephesians chapter two. Uh, verses 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean, now let me let me pause real quick. People say, well, Rick, why do you go over the same foundational scriptures every day? Well, because when I start a series and the Lord gives me the foundational scriptures for that series, then that's it. I'm going to read these for you every day because the word of God, these scriptures are critical 
to whatever series I'm teaching. Right now it's about success. So these scriptures are critical to your success and you need to get it down in your heart on a daily basis. And I'm telling you, the word is always working. All right. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you are saved by grace because you believe. You did not save yourself. It is a gift from God. Now you say, well, Rick, what does that have to do with my success? Well, the fact that that God saved us by grace through faith, that grace is a gift and you don't work for it. All you do is receive it. If you can learn that for eternal life, then you can learn that for every aspect of your life where God has already planned out your success. He mapped it out before you were born. So you're not trying to work for it or earn it or deserve it. You're just trying to receive it. Say amen to that. Say, I receive it. All right. Verse nine says, you're not saved by the things you've done. So you have nothing to boast about. That's the key to success. I'm not boasting in myself. I'm not pulling myself up by my own bootstraps. I'm not a self-made man. It's not the power of me. No, I can do nothing. But in him, I can do all things. Verse 10 says, God has made us what we are. In Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation. Why? So that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good things that God has before ordained for us to do. There's some good works that I'm supposed to be doing. Say this, say, I have work to do. Put that in the chat. I have work to do because there's some works that I'm supposed to be doing that God ordained for me to do from the foundations of the world. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 30 and 31. The Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now for our benefit, God made him, Christ Jesus, to become wisdom itself. That teaches us that we have access to supernatural wisdom because of Jesus. Not only that, the father made us right with him because of Jesus. So say this, I am the righteousness of God. So I'm the righteousness of God right now because of Jesus. Not only that, but God made us pure. He made us holy. He freed us from sin. All of that was because of Jesus. None of that was because of us. Verse 31 says, therefore, we have nothing to boast about. I have nothing to boast about. If I'm going to boast, I'm going to boast in the Lord. My God is a big God. Oh, glory to God. My God is awesome. My God is doing some things with my children. My God is doing some things with our marriage. My God is doing some things with our business. My God, you see what I'm saying? I'm going to boast in the Lord, not in us. Second Timothy 1 and 9, the Bible says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. So he gave us a purpose, grace for the purpose, an assignment, grace for the assignment. He gave us both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. That means that my life is all about him. It's all about him. It's not about me. Say amen to that. All right. So for the past couple of weeks, we've been looking at um, Hebrews chapter four, verses one through 11, entering into God's rest. Like I said, yesterday, I shared nine things with you, like overall general thoughts. And today I have eight more. So as I get into these, I want you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Lock in. Here we go. Number one, the battle. Oh, there is a battle in your mind for your mind. There's a battle in your mind for your mind. If the devil can get your attention for five seconds, he will have your mind for five minutes. There's a battle in your mind for your mind. The devil wants your mind. He wants he wants to occupy the way you think. He, he, insert, he wants to infect you with thoughts of fear and doubt and unbelief. There is a battle in your mind for your mind. If you submit yourself to the process of mind renewal, and, and this is 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. I like to teach on this passage uh, where the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that is also self against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ. And so the way that that thing is written is written backwards. It starts with strongholds, and then it goes to images or imaginations, and then it goes to thoughts, but it's written backwards. Thoughts create images, and and these images, if not corrected, create a stronghold. And so what the devil does is he tries to give you thoughts that create negative images of you failing, and your marriage falling apart, your children going crazy, 
And so your body breaking apart. And, and if you don't deal with that and you don't correct those thoughts and those negative images, it can create a stronghold. And that's how Christians get depressed. Um, and so it's like a fortified city. The text, the, the Greek language is there, a fortified city. And it's like a fortified city around your mind where if I tell you, hey, God loves you. If I say, hey, say as Jesus is, so am, so am I in this world. It's hard for my good thoughts to get past that, that wall because you have this wall of negativity around your mind. So the good thoughts hit the wall and slide down. But if that's true, and it is, then the opposite is also true. If I can get you, if I can put the word of God down on the inside of you every day, and I can get you to meditate and medicate on God's word day and night, and I can get you to believe what God believes about you, and I can get you to think good thoughts, whatsoever things are good, pure, holy, lovely, a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think of these things. If I can get you to think on those things, you, it can create a walled city, a fortified city of blessing around your mind. So when the devil comes with thoughts of fear, doubt, and unbelief, it hits that wall and it slides down. It's very, it will be very hard for Satan to get me to see myself defeated. Why? Because my there's this like fortified city around my mind. There's a battle in my mind for my mind, but my mind has been deprogrammed and then reprogrammed through the word of God. That's Romans 12, 1 and 2. And if you deprogram your mind from the ways of this world and reprogram your mind to think and act like God, and, and, and now you get to the point where you are programmed, you are wired to think and act like God. The word of God contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. And so the more word of God I know, the more God of the word I know. So I'm learning to know God and I'm becoming more and more like him. It will be hard for the enemy to get you to see yourself defeated because you programmed yourself to think and act like God through the word of God. Say amen to that. Say, put this in the chat. I win the battle for my mind. The battle for my, there's a battle in my mind for my mind. I win the battle for my mind. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, if you want to be a success, right? You, you want you want to learn all these things so you can apply it. Number two is you got to realize that God will allow whatever you allow. So what are you going to allow? Jesus said in John 14 and one, do not allow. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Another translation says, do not allow your heart to be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. And so if you, if you are troubled and you are afraid, you allowed it. And God will allow whatever you allow. God will permit whatever you permit. I think we blame the devil for stuff that we're doing. You got to stop doing that. If you are, if your heart is troubled, you're allowing it. Say this and say it out loud. Put it in the chat. I will never allow it again. Say, I will not allow my heart to be troubled. Or say this, I will not allow myself to be afraid. I'm not going to allow it. Faith is a choice. Fear is a choice. And you get to choose. You get to control. You, you Listen, if you enter into God's rest, and you are living by faith, and you're meditating and medicating on the Word of God day and night, then listen, um, worry, anxiety are not going to have any power over you. You, 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 will, you can choose faith over fear. You can choose rest over worry. You can choose, choose peace over anxiety, and it's your choice. It's, it's my choice. You get to choose what you think about. And so whatever you allow, look, God will allow whatever you allow, so I need you to choose wisely. You get to choose what you think about, and the job of your feelings is, is to amplify your thoughts. And so if you if you feel bad, it's because you're thinking bad. You don't have a feeling problem, you have a thinking problem. If you feel depressed and you go to a doctor and they give you some pills to nullify your feelings, then they haven't fixed the problem. You might be numb, but your issue is your thinking, not your feeling. Your, feeling. your feelings are working. The job of your feelings is to amplify your thoughts. So you don't have a feelings problem because your feelings are working. You have a thoughts problem. You have a thinking problem. So at the end of the day, God will allow whatever you allow. You don't have to allow it. 
Do not, look at me, do not allow your heart to be troubled. Do not allow your heart to be afraid. You can take control of those thoughts. Yesterday, Isabella and I got some disappointing news over something that really hurt. It hurt. I mean, like at the end of the day, sometimes things happen that you don't want to happen, but you get to allow now. You get to choose. You, you get to tell your feelings how, how to feel. You get to choose how, what you're going to think about. What are we going to do? Guess what? I got up this morning. First thing I thought about, yeah, four words that, that really blessed me. Yesterday, ugh, that hurt. When I got up this morning, I remembered yesterday ended last night. Today's a brand new day, brand new mercy. I will not allow myself to be troubled or to be afraid. Come on now. Don't allow it. Say, I won't allow it. All right, number three, you got to rule over your emotions. I'm teaching you some stuff that I want you to apply, man. I want you, I want you to be healthy and whole on the inside. You got to rule over your emotions. You get to tell your feelings how to feel. If you allow your emotions to rule over you, you will live an unstable and unfruitful life. You cannot, there's some people that allow their emotions to just run roughshod over them. You talk to them, you see them on the caller ID, you don't even want to answer the phone because you know what it's going to be like. You know, they're just, oh my God, the sky is falling. This, why is this happening to me? And then it's always like, you know, this all out of control, very emotional, unstable, unfruitful, up today, down tomorrow. Listen, God wants you to be consistent and stable. God wants you to live a, a, a steadfast and focused life. God wants you to be consistently consistent on a daily basis. God has given you the power to rule over your emotions. John 14 and 27, once again, you get to decide what you're going to think about. You can control what you think about. And once again, the job of your feelings is to amplify your thoughts. So if you control your thoughts, you're going to control your feelings. And if you control your thoughts and you control your feelings, then guess what? You're going to control, you'll be in a good position to make godly decisions. You will be in a good position because you're man, you're controlling your soul. And so if you're controlling your soul, the way you think, the way you feel is also going to lead to the way you make decisions. When you are very overly emotional and you're stressed out, then you're going to make poor decisions because you're not in a good mental state. As a believer, you can rule over your emotions. You, you, can, you can tell your feelings how to feel. You can, you can think about godly things, which is going to lead to good images and good feelings, and then you will make better decisions. Say amen to that. This is how we become a success in Christ. And a lot of times people don't do this and they blame Satan. It's not Satan. We have to take control over our own lives. You have more power than you think. Number four, you can have peace during storms. One of the things I love, uh, uh, there's a lot of things I love from the Bible, but one of the th coolest parts is when, when Jesus said, hey guys, we're going to the other side. He had performed so much ministry. He had poured out a lot. And I know what it's like to pour it out so, so much that you are physically tired. He poured out from his spirit, his spirit, his spirit. So his body was exhausted. I've been there. And then, so he gets into the boat. He tells, he tells his team, man, we're going to the other side. And he knew that on the other side, he had work to do. He was going to cast out a legion of demons uh, in the land of Gad, this man from the Gadarenes. And so, so he knew what he had to do because the Holy Spirit had already told him. And so he was like, okay, well, we're going to the other side, but he's physically tired. He went into the hinder part of the ship and went to sleep on a pillow. The fact that the Bible says on a pillow, that means that he was knocked out sleeping and a storm came and time-tested fishermen thought that they were going to die. The, water, the boat was taking on water. These are people that lived on the water. So they wouldn't be afraid if it wasn't a real bad storm. But in the middle of the storm, Jesus was sleeping through the storm. I'm telling you that you can have 
have peace on the inside, no matter what's happening on the outside. On the outside, things can be going haywire, but you can have peace on the inside to where you sleep through the storm. Come on now. You can have so much peace that things on the outside, if you want to maximize your purpose and potential while you're in the land of the living, you got to learn how to master your inside so that it's not governed by the things that are happening on the outside. Things can happen around you, but that doesn't control what's going on inside of you. You cannot control what goes on around you, but you can control what goes on inside of you. Say amen to that. Say, I sleep through my storms. Put that in the chat. All right. Number five, more grace. I love this point. I I say it all the time. Sometimes we ask God, what is what we do? Here's the challenge. We ask God for less challenge. Oh God, this is too much stuff. God, can you bring down the challenge? Oh God, this, this is too hard for me. And we ask God for less challenge. And when we ask God for less challenge, God says, no, I'm not going to give you less challenge. What I'm going to do is give you more grace. He says, my grace is sufficient. Instead of bringing the challenges down, he says, I'm going to bring the grace up. And I would rather give you more grace than less challenge. Why? Because then I can be manifested and glorified on this planet. People can see you overcome. You, look at me. You are going to overcome more stuff than you ever thought you would ever overcome. You're you're going to overcome disappointment. You're going to overcome setbacks. You're going to overcome delays. You're going to overcome when bad things happen to good people. You are going to overcome things that you never thought you could handle, but you can handle it. Why? Because instead of giving you less challenge, God gives you more grace. God says, my grace is sufficient for you. And so my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Listen, sometimes God delivers you from it. Sometimes God delivers you in it. God says, I'm not going to take you out of it. I'm going to leave you right there. And I'm giving you the grace to do it. Say, I have the grace for it. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Number six, you can remain in faith when you enter into God's rest. One of the things I love about uh, faith is that the highest form of faith is rest. I teach this all the time. The highest form of faith is rest. What do I mean? When you really believe that God said what he said, when you really believe that God is going to do what he said he's going to do in your life, when you really believe that it's only a matter of time before you see in your hands what you already saw in your heart, then in the space between the confession and the completion, right? In the space between the promise and the performance, in the space between your prayer, like, oh, I believe I receive, and there it is. Or in the space between the promise and the performance, the devil's going to stir up problems. In the space between the confession and the completion, the devil will stir up confusion. But but while you're waiting, despite the problems, despite the confusion, you're like, you know what? I know that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. And so I'm entering into God's rest. If you really believe God, if you really believe that God is going to do what he said he's going to do, if you really believe that it's already done, it's only a matter of time, then you can enter into God's rest and you cannot be moved. Say this, say, say this out loud, put it in the chat. I will not be moved by what I see with these eyes. Listen, you cannot be moved by what you see with these eyes. I'm not going to allow what I see to change what I say. Ooh, that's a good one. You say, say this. I will not allow what I see to change what I say. I'm going to say what God said until I see what God said. I'm going to say what God revealed to me. I'm going to say it by faith. I'm going to call those things which be not as though they were. I'm going to, I'm going to call the end from the beginning. God call me. God shows me my two B stage from my right now stage. And I'm going to call the two B stage to my right now stage. I'm going to call my future into my present. I'm going to decree those things that are not as though they were. I'm going to speak it. I'm going to declare it. I'm going to openly take God public. I'm going to say what God said till I see what God said. And I will not allow what I see with these eyes to change what I say with this mouth. No, no, no. I'm going to speak the word only and I'm entering into God's rest. Say amen to that. Number seven, 
If you want to become a success, if you want to walk with God for the long haul, you have to spend time at Jesus's feet. I know that, you know, today, you know, it's like 2022 and everybody has is like on TikTok and Instagram and we're running a thousand miles an hour and we're doing all these cool things and we have a lot of stuff going on and we have multiple streams of income and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? You know, I know we've, we've modernized and matured and all those things. You know what we can't get away from? Spending time at Jesus's feet. Like at, at the end of the day, there's something about falling down on your knees, falling down on your face and worshiping God. There's something about spending. If you want to be a success, if you want to, if you want to become this grace-based success that I've been teaching you about for months, you are going to have to spend time at Jesus's feet. And you shouldn't just wait to fall at his feet or fall on your face when something bad happens. I'm talking about whether you're up or down, whether you're uh, at the end of your rope on top of the world, whether you're struggling or sailing, whether you're in faith or afraid, whether you're in hope or despair, Jesus is available every day. And so every day you should spend time at Jesus's feet. You shouldn't wait till something bad happens. Oh God, let me... no, I'm talking about fall on your knees and fall on your face on a regular basis. Worship God, give him praise, spend time at his feet, spend time quiet in his presence, spend time just listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, spend time with Jesus. You want to be a success? You're going to have to spend time with Jesus. You, 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 you want to be a success? You're going to have to spend time at Jesus's feet. Sometimes not asking for anything. Sometimes just being there, saying, Lord, I love you. Ooh, I love worship. I don't know about you. Like when I go to church, praise songs, that's good. Those fast songs, you know, you know, when I, and they're talking about what God has done. But I love it when we slow down and we start singing to God and just who he is. Oh, glory to God. I, I, fall, I love worship. Just spend time at Jesus's feet. Lord, I love you. I, and I extol, and when you start thinking about God and just honoring him and loving him and appreciating him and calling upon him and extolling his name and lifting them up over just for being God and besides him there is no other father we love you we adore you we think your children need to see you do this by the way and when you when you do that and you live that way you worship God and you spend time at Jesus's feet you want to be a success you got to spend time at Jesus's feet I know that's not popular today but sometimes forget asking him for stuff. I'm just saying spend time at Jesus's feet and worship him. All right. Number eight, the last one for today. Last point for today. And then I'm gonna let you go. Look at me. God trusts you with it. I want you to know that whatever you're facing, God trusts you with it. If, if it's true that we all have a breaking point, and I believe that's true. And then it's also true that God is not going to allow us to get beyond that breaking point. God will never allow you to face something you can't handle. God will never allow you to face something that you can't face. If you're facing it, it's because God trusts you with it. God trusts you with whatever you're facing, even the disappointments, even when things bad, you know, bad things happen to good people, even when things happen that you didn't want to happen. God trusts you with that too. God trusts you to, to deal with it, to embrace the pain of it, to embrace, like, you know what? I tell my wife sometimes when we get to heaven, we're not going to have any pain. So we're not going to have any disappointment. We're not going to have any hurt. So sometimes when bad things happen, I take it in. I'm like, you know what? This is part of the human experience. And so I take in that pain. I want, I want to feel this pain. Why? Because when I, I also want to feel the joy of victory. When I, I, want, I, want to, I want to remember these, these setbacks. I want to remember these disappointments. Why? Because I know that, that greater is coming. And when the, and when the greater comes, I want to... I want to juxtapose this pain with my praise. Come on now. I want to juxtapose this hurt with, with the hallelujah that I'm going to give God. I, I want to remember what it's like 
to feel that pain so I can give God praise in the middle of it. And then I can give God praise on the other side of it. And so listen, God will never allow you to face something that you can't handle. If you're facing it, it's because God trusts you with it. God is trusting. God is entrusting that you will, that you will embrace his grace in the middle of everything that you're going through and give him praise. You can handle it. You can do it. You have the grace for it. There's nothing you can't do. If you're facing it, you can do it and God trusts you with it. I want you to know that God's grace is on you to succeed. Say amen to that. Between yesterday and today, I gave you 17 quick things. Man, that was a lot. And I, get that down in your heart and uh, meditate on these things. I want you to lift up your voice now. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to speak your, the word over your, over your life and over your children. Speak this. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. I renew my mind with your word. The more I get your word down inside of me, the more my mind is deprogrammed from stinking thinking. I set my mind on you. I do not allow my heart to be troubled. I enter into divine rest and I rest from my own works. I no longer rely on human effort. There are times where I ask you to relieve me of the challenges I'm facing. And instead of giving me less challenge, you decide to give me more grace. So Father, I embrace the grace. I become a conduit of your power. I rest in your ability. And I face every challenge head on, in faith, without a doubt, fully relying on your supernatural power to access the victory you have already provided. I enter into this day with your peace all over me because of your presence. You will always be with me. You will never leave me. You will never forsake me. You will never turn your back on me. And since you are with me, I am never helpless and I am never hopeless. My hope is in you. I believe that you will meet me today right where I am and you will manifest your glory in such a way that I will get to where I need to be. I know I can because I believe you will. I enter into this day with divine rest and I boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Guess what I have tomorrow? Another one. So this is today's word. Apply it and prosper. Put in the chat. This word was for me. You got to make, make that declaration. This word was for me. You got to get, this is a message you might need to listen to again yesterday's too. Get that down in your heart. So listen, uh, I need you to do me a favor. First of all, if you're not getting my notes, the notes are free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. And then two things, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I just like to read those and share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Greater is coming for you. Have an amazing day. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible. 
in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, I published a book and several journals, and we also have Grace Life gear. You can find all of that information at rickpina.co. Go to rickpina.co, and that's your one-stop shop to be able to access all of the products and apparel that we have available for you. Thank you for being a blessing to us, and we pray that we continue to be a blessing to you. Mm-hmm.